Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm picturing your old apartment just having a puppet sitting in the middle Listen, of an empty... you're 100% right. If we were to take a picture of the living room in that old apartment, it's just Chad on a stand sitting on a desk. That's all that's in that room, which is great because it's an automatic theft deterrent. Because if you break yeah. into that and that's what you see, it's like, I don't think this is for um, us. That's cursed. Yeah, this place, that's seems, a cursed this place seems cursed. Yeah. You know when you meet someone and you just instantly click, you just feel like you've known them your whole life or maybe from a past life, you know, like you were brothers or or best friends or lovers. Well, that's how I feel about Josh Sigourin. You know, I could see us being philosophers in ancient Greece who drank too much wine at a Bacchus festival and made fun of Aristotle's weird haircut. Or I could see us as like Viking sisters who crossed the ocean in a longboat and braided each other's hair into really cool patterns. Ooh, or maybe we were in Vietnam together and I got shot in the butt as I carried a mortally wounded Josh out of the jungle and yelled, something bit me, and then opened a chain of popular shrimp restaurants after Josh died. See, that's the kind of instant connection that Josh and I had. If you don't know Josh, you may know his alter ego, Chad the Bird, from his viral TikTok rants or his podcast, Chad the Birdcast. Josh and I hopped on the mic, and we mostly just shot the shit. There's a lot of stories packed into this one, so enjoy. I'm Will. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. McFadden, and this is Hashtag Storytime, brought to you by iHeartRadio. I recently had a uh, Spectrum sent me a new modem and router. Oh, fun. And and my girlfriend was like, oh, we have some friends coming over tonight to watch the, re- the rehearsal. Um, <laughs> 
the Nathan Fielder show. And yeah, I was like, such Great. a fun oh, thing crap. for friends to sit around and watch. <laughs> yeah, to really get like go into the you know the the MC Escher painting that is that TV show. Yeah, guys, everybody want to come over and watch a uh, Mayor of East Town with me? It's gonna <laughs> be a groovy good time. Uh, yeah, no, it was yeah, it was much. the worst. Like I was on hold, and then. It was the automated guy, and I was immediately like ready to punch a wall as soon as the yeah, automated yeah. guy came on, because it was just like he was like, "Hello, hi, thank you for calling Google Home." You're like operator, you're like, Fuck you bud. operator, Mm-mm. operator. <laughs> you're just mashing zero with your hands, <laughs> zero, yeah. and then you get really angry and you hold zero until right. someone goes, "Well, we'll find you someone." You're like, "Yes, yes, you yeah. will," and also bring me a coke. thank you. Thank you, robot. <laughs> Respecting my... I hate when it does the little clackety sound. Like, it's like, hey, let me look that up for you. And it's like... Tick, 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 and you're like, stop it. Stop it. Don't condescend to me. Pretend like you're working You can't feel. You don't know feelings. You don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't have digits. You don't have fingers that you're typing away on some keyboard. And I love how it's just like trying to find the most, ple- like it thinks this is what a pleasant human voice sounds like. And you're like, this sounds like you're yeah. talking to a serial killer or an abusive <laughs> boyfriend. He's just like, hi, I can see you're frustrated. Yeah. You're like, mm? sure. <laughs> let me, let me do something about that. Let me that. loosen the restraints and we can talk about <laughs> whether or not you really want to set up your nest. You sound hungry. <laughs> Wow, Google's getting real creepy. Getting? <laughs> it's horrible. But yeah, that was that was this afternoon, and I'm glad that all worked out. Because there was well, going to be I a know. horrible email from me being like, hi, how how like enraged do you want me for this? <laughs> and I'd be like, how are you emailing me right now about <laughs> your internet, sir? I don't even know. I don't even know. This is working. This isn't working. Oh, man. The nest thing. Holy crap. Because it, it like you pop it, you pop it off and then you put all the wires in and then you immediately have to know something about wiring a thermostat where I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hang on. Guy. Am I an electrician? Did I pay for it? Yeah. Above my pay grade. I, I paid for an Apple product or a Google product. You're supposed to right. do that stuff for me because I'm stupid. Yeah. So, so take this thing out of the box, throw it at the wall. That's, yeah, and, and that's it. Yeah. And, but they're right. like, nah, now nah, you got to check the wires. Uh, you want to check sure your Y your y wires are going in? And I'm like, slow down, Harvard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay? I yeah. went to art school. <laughs> Can you sing it to me? These, yeah, these wires have genders? What are you talking about? <laughs> What does the wire identify as? I don't want to, yeah. like, I'm not going to put a label on this. It's ridiculous. Like, put the male end and the female. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. What's up, 1987? Yeah, Jesus. Chill out, dad. <laughs> but yeah, I did all that, plugged a thing in, and then it was like, because then it does that thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to test to see, we're going to we're gonna talk to each other. So it's like, all right, so put your phone up to it, and it'll it'll have a little robot conversation, which I'm sure is just the NSA. And I'm like, okay, fine, great. I don't care. I don't do enough for me to care. So I did that, yeah. and then it was like, you need to change your batteries. And I was like, all right. So then I unplugged the thing, and I changed the batteries, and it was like, oh, we can't find it anymore. Sorry. So I was like, oh, so we're done? That was it? Okay. That's, you gave up? Robots just quit? Just give, no, you've, you're wrong. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that was on me. So then oh, I, you know, had to help. call the thing, and then they were just like, uh, they send you to one person after the robot, and that one person that's after the robot is like, "Can I confirm that this is you?" And I'm like, "Can you? 
I don't know. I don't even know if this is me anymore. And after that journey through the uh, through the chaos and the void, come back out the other end. You're like, oh, I am me. Good to know. Uh, and then and I'm and I'm still in the middle of moving. Yeah, which is stressful enough. Time is of the essence here, guys. Yeah, right. So after we go through all the verification to make sure a you're a human and you are who you say you are. And then right. you have like six identity crises because you're just like, why did I pick that for a password? Why is this? Why mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Like, I, I yeah. could be out working on something with my hands, fixing potholes. And then <laughs> right. that's over. And then this woman comes on. She's like, oh, okay, can you give me the serial number? And you're like, yeah, here's the serial number. She's like, cool. And it's just like, beep, bop, boop, bop, bop. Oh, there you go. I'm like, so you, so you could have done All this. along. The whole yeah. time. I, anyway, works I great. Once, I once put a curse on a woman who worked for DirecTV. <laughs> Oh, that was I, you. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I put a curse on her and her and her family. <laughs> Just, I was in the middle of moving. It was very stressful. Yeah, there was a shooting. There was a shooting outside of my apartment, Oof. and there was a person who died. And I was like, I have to move. Like, somebody just got shot in front of my apartment. I don't feel safe here. I gotta go. And I was like, All right, Direct TV. Want to? I'm moving. Want to move my service? And they were like, <laughs> You see, thing is. You've only lived there for seven months and uh, <laughs> you can only move once a year. So it's going to cost $350 to move the service. And I was like, a person was murdered Man. in front of my door. A crime was I, committed. <laughs> I was like, my, I am in danger and you're, and you're exploiting this situation. Uh, nah, sorry. Uh, danger is not like, covered. There, I was like, ma'am, there, there's a, there's a sequence of buttons that you can press right now that will make that $350 fee disappear. I need you to hit those buttons. Yeah. And she was like, no, just can't, can't do it. So <laughs> I was like, so you've been living oh, there. supervisor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then supervisor Super. comes on and, and they're in India and you're just like, yeah. so this doesn't matter to you because you're on a different time zone. But someone just died in front of my apartment. Uh, where we are, sir, it's Tuesday. Uh, it's no longer yeah, Monday. So. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I basically, I got to the point where they just wouldn't do it. And I said, how much to cancel altogether? And they're like, that's going to be $600. And I went, I'll do that. And I will never, ever work with DirecTV again, no, ever. And no. I, I curse your family and everyone who you who works in your direct apartment. <laughs> Anybody who shares a cubicle wall, this curse will also be, <laughs> they will get spillover curse. It's just full-on Willem Dafoeing, <laughs> like bug-eyed, saying some really dark stuff. And they're on the other end going, okay, well, thank you. Uh, would you yeah. be willing to take a survey? Sir- <laughs> yes. Yes, please. <laughs> How would you rate your experience? I would rate it uh, not satisfactory with the force of Poseidon's rage. <laughs> if you can hear my teeth gritting somehow <laughs> through this survey. Yeah, sir, I'm getting a lot of... Cracking a tooth. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Yeah, that's me trying really hard not to bite my finger off. Because <laughs> it's my finger. Uh, that was, so this, this episode is brought to you by DirecTV and... <laughs> And Nest. Nest. Always there. Google Home should take 30, 30 minutes to set up. Anyone can do it. It's yeah, And it's true. Uh, Anyone can do it. All you have to do is call right. the people that An know how to do it, and they'll <laughs> right. do it for you. Anyone with a background in being an electrician. Yeah. 
You it, easily anyone do can do it if you have money to pay someone else to do it. Or yeah, or the time to go to school to learn how to. <laughs> I took some night classes. Why? Ah, setting up an Alexa. I'm just not nailing it. <laughs> yeah, I got my my degree. Like it's a tech, trade school. I went to Phoenix University of Phoenix Online. <laughs> and then now I'm good at setting up shit around my living yeah, room. Yeah, specifically Apple products. Uh, if you need <laughs> someone to help you, I know people. I won't do it. I only did it for me because I don't care. This is, I think this is what TaskRabbit, essentially, it, is thriving off of. I was going to say, like, wouldn't it be funny if there was, like, an app you could go to to be like, I have a dumb job. It's like, oh, yeah, it's TaskRabbit. I used to use TaskRabbit. It was really fun. I, I mean, I was on TaskRabbit because, you know, I'm in the arts, so I have no money. And so right, I'm just right. like, yeah, I'll, I'll come over and move boxes. I don't care. Sure. Sure. I can yeah. lift things. I got that one friend who's just like, TaskRabbit it. Just everything that comes up, he's like, just TaskRabbit it. Yeah. I'm like. You mean like he's like yeah I got a, I got a new air conditioner a task rabbit in it it's like an okay. air conditioner you're like come on man <laughs> just put that in the window yeah lift you know, from your knees window. lift from your legs lift from your don't lift from your knees yeah yeah task rabbit it well that so my sister uh, she lives out in uh, Tribeca so she's in New York she works in finance and she has uh, a lot of 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 those kinds of situations where she's like oh yeah you just have to call somebody and I'm like I don't know if you heard me earlier but I work in the arts. So that's not going to happen. I'm the guy you call, you see. Right. So right. I learned how to do a bunch of really weird odd jobs. So TaskRabbit was fun for a while, but there, there, it comes a point where you're just kind of like, no. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll save that for the end because we do we do a, a game sometimes of first, worst, best, last. Oh, yeah, great. And, jo and job is one of my favorite categories to do that. Uh, you know, your first job, your your last job, your worst job, oh, your best job. Let's do that. That sounds like fun. That's great. It's great stuff. But um, first off, I wasn't sure if you were going to be joining as you or as uh, it was a Chad. Chad the, the bird. The, yeah. The, the bird. Uh, they, I got an email from uh, your producer uh, oh, yeah. and he was like, um, was well, it going to be you or is it going to be Chad? And I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> well, if you want a visual, it'll have to be me because I Chad is in the old apartment. And as previously right. stated, we're moving. Which means I'd have right. to drive down to the old apartment to get a puppet <laughs> and drive it back. So I'm like, I mean, that's if that's what you want, that's what I'm willing to do. I'm picturing your old apartment just having a puppet sitting in the middle Listen, of an empty. You're a hundred percent right. If we were to take a picture of the living room in that old apartment, it's just Chad on a stand sitting on a desk. That's all that's in that room. Which is great because it's an automatic theft deterrent. Because if you break yeah. into that and that's what you see, it's like, I don't think this is for um, us. That's cursed. Yeah, this place, that's seems, a cursed this place seems cursed. Yeah, that's 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 an Annabelle situation. Yeah, let's I not. Don't want I, this I think there's other. In I, fact, we should stop robbing in general. I think we've hit yeah, our peak. We should, we should just task rabbit. <laughs> task rabbit for robberies. I love that. That's a great idea. Uh yeah, Chad the bird. I'm assuming you, 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 there's there needs to be some backstory there. So um, yeah, I I do a character in Chicago, but also we're touring pretty soon, and it it kind of picked up a lot of traction online, uh, like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. He has his own Discord page now. He has more followers than I do. Um, oh hell yeah! And it uh, he's a talking bird who is from Laguna beach. So he has a really thick, like, well, he used to have a really thick California accent. I've been doing him for a while. Now he kind of like drifts in and out of Chicago. Cause he's been here long enough. Um, right. He's relocated. Yeah, well, 
I mean, he, he's migrated. He's migrated, if you will. Yeah, uh, that would be so, the term. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we we do. I do him once a week in Chicago at a show called the Paper Machete, uh, uh-huh. which is a it's like a live magazine. It, it is a live magazine. It's a Prairie Home Companion meets This American Life meets Daily Show. You know, we have a head editor who gives everybody a news story that week, and we have a bunch of op eds. And he loves puppets, and that's Chris mm-hmm. Pyatt is the name of the the guy who who runs it. Uh, and because mm-hmm. of that, he wanted me to be there every week. So I've been doing that for about twelve years. So once a week, I, I get a, I get a like on a Friday, I get a, a news story that I need to Google, and then I have twenty four mm-hmm. hours to write a ten minute op ed, and then I go to the Green Mill, which is this legendary haunted gangster bar in Chicago. Uh, it was Al Capone's. Uh-huh bouncers club and it's been there since the 30s it's one of my favorite places it's awesome but it is absolutely haunted by dead gangsters um (laughs) and uh yeah and it's the perfect room for that show because it's low lit it's a historical lamp it's a jazz bar it's like a legendary jazz bar and it feels like a jazz bar so going in there you're Uh already kind of in this like yeah i want to drink and think but it's all afternoon and it's a comedy show. So it gets pretty rowdy. And then, uh, but yeah, and then I, I pop up as a puppet and he gained a lot of, of traction, the the Chad character. Uh, and so I started doing it every week. And so, yeah, that's the, mm-hmm. that's how I keep up on the news is this show because I have to. So it's kind of like being a journalist. It's like a, a journalist puppet. It's like doing Sesame street for hipsters yeah. Day drinking in a haunted gangster bar. In fact, that is sort of a, a is. living living newspaper. Kind it of is, vibe. and that that was his that Chris's goal because he loves you know that kind of stuff. He's a big Ira Glass fan too, so like has yeah. that vibe to it, which I love because it's like a happening, like an old '60s happening, like um, back when all the like great beat poets used to get together and with musicians and yeah. just do a show. That's what it feels like, except comedy and news. And so I I don't ever want to stop doing it. It's great. And because of that, we've that. been like filming Chad's performances at this thing, and I've been popping them up. And that I put it on, I put it on TikTok. Will here's what happened: I put, <laughs> I, I started doing more stand up before the pandemic happened as Chad because I was mm-hmm. like, well, I got a thing going here. I might as well try it out and see where it goes. And yeah. I did one routine right in 2021, right when we started coming back. Uh, put up maybe a minute and a half of it on TikTok. And it was one mm-hmm. of those things where it went viral really fast. And so like all of yeah, a sudden, instant. it was like notification. I had to turn my notifications off because it was like your mother texting you like somebody died. And you're like, that's all I kept thinking was, oh my God, somebody died. So I turned off my notifications for like a week. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, now he's, he's it's, it's become a job. And there's a lot of streaming that we do, do a... a YouTube streaming because and and it was great because like I learned kind of how to do all of that during the pandemic because like I can't do the live show so that was a significant blow and so then like emailing everybody and saying hey guys I'm not doing this anymore I'm gonna do that what I would do my 10 minute op-ed thing on like Facebook and they're like you should try Instagram you should try YouTube and I was like stop telling me what to do but I did it anyway (laughs) and then um kind of got a little savvy at doing that and then TikTok thing exploded and then that drizzled out into all the other things. And uh, 
yeah. I'm, did you say you're doing you're on Twitch now? Uh, I did Twitch for a little while. It wasn't my favorite, but I'm going to probably jump back on it. I'm doing YouTube right now. So there's a lot of... Okay. So I'll stream on TikTok. Uh, the way it'll work is if I'm doing a stream, which are usually Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'll do mm-hmm. uh, like an hour on TikTok beforehand to to like hype up the show. And then I'll right. move everybody over to YouTube to watch the stream. Yeah. Uh, Smart. And it, it it's been interesting because... At first, the guys that I got contacted by from Twitch, they were like, hey, you have a really popular puppet character. You should do Twitch stuff. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we started doing it. They wanted me to play Fortnite because (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, And I was like, "Uh, okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense because Fortnite is a very popular game. I play Fortnite. That was a big pandemic activity that I got into, and it was a lot of fun. It's like playing tag with your friends, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. and they were like, you need to, you should do this on Twitch as Chad. And I was like, that yeah. is impossible. And they're like, why? I was like, because I don't know if you know this, Chad is my hand and you need the hand to play the game. You need two of them, right? Actually, it's a two thumber. And so yeah, double, thumbs. double thumbs. And so they were like, oh, well, how do we do this? And so what we came up with is my buddy, Brian, who's been on a bunch of streams with me, comes over and he's going to play Fortnite. And then I take the right. little cam and set it up so that it's positioned so that you just see Chad and I built him a little controller. So he's like furiously <laughs> doing this while Brian's playing <laughs> Fortnite. And that was fun for about three weeks. And then I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And so what I, he was like, but, but I gained a little following from that. And I was like, well, what can I game with one hand? And it was like instant, my nineties savvy, teenage self came back and was like you played a lot of cd-rom games back in the day you had asthma Mm -hmm. there you weren't out you were in so you know how to do this (laughs) so i went on uh steam and found every 90s cd-rom game that i could think of all the king's quest games all the space quest games, Uh all the lucas arts games and so it's great because it's point and click and so once a week i'm usually like my elbows propped up here with a little camera and then my other hand is just like working its way through like full throttle or something like that we played mist once that was fun and oh my god that's become the thing so it's like i'm either showing off what i did that week on tiktok which i do once a week i'll I'll, or once a day i'll pop a little a minute and a half of what we did that week at the the green mill and then on sometimes it's like wednesdays and thursdays i'll be uh live on youtube streaming a game sometimes we do like old psas or safety videos or like cartoons that never aired that kind of stuff just right, like right. mst3king the thing and yeah when it works it's great yeah when i realize just how low tech and new with this i am it's awful because like this setup right now, this is the most high tech I've been so far. Once we moved into this new apartment, I was like, oh, wow, we have fiber. I can go, yeah. I can do all kinds of stuff with it and uh, built a little desk to have the mic here and the camera there. And But like back when it was ham radio, cords hanging, duct tape to the ceiling, I'm in a tank yeah. top because it's a thousand degrees in my apartment and I've got this little puppet on my hand. I'm just like, hey guys, we're fucking, oh, cool. We're playing this. As, oh man, if people walked in, anyone could see me through that window was like, this man is on a list <laughs> and absolutely <laughs> participated in January 6th. 
So big fun there. He has hit, and he's hit rock and bottom. He, it did not work out. Uh, yeah, no, as it should. No, there, and there's there's a steep learning curve for you know for a lot of those platforms yeah. too. Twitch in particular is is one that you know once you get into the OBS and uh, there's just so many bells and whistles that you can add to that um, to those streams that. You know, and it's it's amazing to watch somebody who's a oh. pro at it. You know, operate it. It's just like, how are you? Teach me. What, you're and playing the game, like and you're 20, 20 years younger than you, and you're just kind of like, right. well, we're we're good, so we can just go to the sea. We'll just walk into the sea and let you guys run the planet because we're I'm in the way at this point. Yeah, please. I'm just gonna lay down and just never get back. Nah, up. I'm good. You you oh, yeah. you've nailed it. Wait, well done. You're playing some classic Zeppelin. You're yeah, playing. I can't set up a freaking nest. No, my nest took <laughs> me two two hours. <laughs> you're it's yeah. You're like it's the size of a coffee mug, and it took me two hours just to tell it what to do. And this twenty yep. five year old is like, "Hey man, I'm gonna set up a Discord for you. Hang on a second. I'm like, "What are you a robot?" And he's like, "Nah, man. I, I'm in I'm in Portland." Uh, yeah, he's like, "You sound hungry." <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Where are you at in the world, Will? 
Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. LA. Um, yeah, and I, I'm also an actor and um, you know performer, mm-hmm. director. Oh, I googled you. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm a Googler. But but so this show is is the first in-house production of the company Collab, which is a is a company that I started with my two brothers back in 2012. But we started as digital content creator creators ourselves, making online sketch comedy videos, animation, all sorts of stuff like that. Super fun. And we were barely, you know, barely keeping the lights on, you know, barely scraping by. Um, even though we were like a preferred Google partner, where Google would send uh, their premium channels to come shoot at our studio, we were kind of like the the YouTube space before they built the YouTube space. Nice. And we would have like. Deepak Chopra coming in once a week and doing YouTube videos. And I'd be like running teleprompter for him and like just putting it on the slowest setting possible as it crawled. <laughs> no, this is Deepak Chopra's setting. It's a uh, it's yeah, personal negative setting. 10. It's somehow one going word backwards. at a time. We are all God in drag. <laughs> Slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> so he's going too, he's o- too fast. He's overheating. Fast. Uh, the uh, yeah, and again, I've only really like because I've been doing the Chad the Bird character live mm-hmm. for things, and I, I I mean we work with some because like the 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 show is pretty well known just in like the comedy circle because like a lot of the standups want to do it because they all want to play mm-hmm. the the Green Mill, and that kind of yeah. put us into a, a bigger uh, talent bracket. Uh, like Garofalo's done it a bunch, Mark Maron's done it a couple. Of, I mean like name job, name job, name job, name job. But like yeah, yeah. a bunch of names have come through. I mean, you you name drop Deepak Chopra. I want to jump in for just a second. Uh, <laughs> what do, who who expected that? No one, one zero people. That's we had Roz from Night Court come by once. That was cool. <laughs> cool, very cool. Uh, but yeah, we have. Uh, it's a lot of, and there it's always fun. The the room is always great, and it's always like Chris Red was a was it was one of his first shows. Was our show? Um, very cool. Rami Yosef has done it a bunch. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, but because of that, like we, I was like, well, why would I want to do any other room? What's the point? This is the room. You know, we Mm -hmm. have about 200 people a week here and then everything shut down and it was like, well, now you got to come up with something different. And then because of that, TikTok happens, TikTok goes viral. And now all of those cats are all like, oh, I, I, yeah. Are you still doing this? I'm like, oh yeah. Haven't stopped. Uh, do you want (laughs) to give me a bump? Cause that'd be, that'd be nice. Uh, and so like, it's been an interesting, like, um, because now we're doing it live again and then it, it's all kind of slowly coming together in a lovely, yeah. lovely cyclical kind of way, which is nice. Uh, because you, it's one of those things where like, you've been priming the pump, priming the pump, priming the pump. And you're like, when is this going to strike? Should I stop? Right. And you always think about that when you've got a felt sock on your hand once a week <laughs> should i quit is this I should, it should i keep doing this <laughs> luckily i drink for free at the green mill so there's there's not a lot yeah, of times where i really have to like think about it and i feel like that's the reason why they're like well you don't have to pay for drinks we don't want you to think about what you've been doing for a right, decade yeah. and change just keep him boozed up he'll and he'll just keep showing. i'll do the puppet sure cool fine yeah, sure, fuck it. are you <laughs> another round you think about your future Nah, you don't want to do that that's a terrible idea don't look back uh and then like um now it's now it's content creation now it's like building and now the next step is tour so we're going to tour in 2023 uh 
uh, right we on. have a bunch of venues that we're going to hit up. We're going to see what we can do we're to fundraise a little bit. And then I'm going to take a road trip for a few months and do it around the area. We'll be in California yeah. for sure, but probably at the end of the tour. Because the whole thing about Chad is that Chad's from Laguna Beach. Because um, yeah. I used to live in Los Angeles and I lived in Culver. Mm-hmm. Well, I lived in Culver City. I didn't live. In, nobody lives in LA. You I, don't live in LA. I know it. I know it quite well. I was I was a part of the Actors Gang Theater, which is in oh yeah yeah. City. I lived right oh, a, yeah. right a, like right where that In and Out is, and the Museum yeah. of Jurassic Technology. Technology. Yeah. I lived right. It's only open on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. I thought from four p.m. to <laughs> nine p.m. I thought it was a set because that's the thing. I'm from Iowa originally, so like yeah. coming so like Iowa, Boston, L.A. Because everybody's like, don't go to L.A., don't go to L.A. And I was like, no one can actually tell you why. You don't want right. to go to LA. It's just like, oh no, no, don't do it, don't do it. So I was like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in the arts. I got to go figure this out. So I go there. I liked LA a lot. Um, yeah. But like we, so everywhere you went in LA was a, mo- it's a movie set. Like you recognize it. So like you're yeah, trying yeah. to have a conversation with someone. You're like, I- I'm sorry. Uh, is this is in a curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> is that from T2? Is that the tunnel from T2? Where the- they're like, yes, that's what that is. Yeah. This, I think where we're standing was in a Kesha music video. <laughs> and actually, she's right over there. You're... Yeah, there she oh, is. Oh, hi. Hey, Kesha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our building. Like, hey. hey. <laughs> we were on Robertson and National. So we were like right off the 10. And our backyard yeah. is the old Fox. Well, I guess it's still the Fox Studio building, but Fox Studios isn't there anymore. It's Nakatomi Plaza from right. Die Hard. Yeah, I used to live I used to live in Century City and... Mm-hmm. Right on the other side of Nakatomi Plaza, and then I also used to live in Palms, right by like Boardwalk Eleven right. and the yeah the karaoke bar there. Uh, so like that, and you know, being a having never been to Los Angeles, that was like every night we would just sit on the balcony and just watch the helicopters circle Nakatomi Plaza, circle. and I'm like, oh, right. I now understand every '80s action movie. <laughs> it's just that's what was there. We'll just shoot. It's that. also where. All of our taxpayer dollars are going to, to those circling police <laughs> those choppers. Police choppers, which look, I live in Chicago. I've seen some things, but I have never experienced anything as exciting as watching a helicopter pull someone over on the highway. <laughs> and it is, it is an event. Like if that's if yeah. you see that going down, if you see that searchlight skitting by you, like pull over and watch that go down. Because it is right. wild. You're paying for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so you might as well. It's an expensive way to police a city. <laughs> Being on the beach, because like, we would walk down, because, you know, again, Midwesterners, so we walk everywhere, which I think mm. is hilarious because it's 68, 78 degrees every single day in LA and no one walks anywhere. Meanwhile, right. Chicago, it's negative, screw you out. And people are just like, I got to go to the store. You guys want to go? Hey, we'll just keep going. We'll walk to work. <laughs> yeah. Seven layers layer. But like, yeah, we would walk down to Venice Beach and people were like, why are you guys walking? And we're like, because it's 78 degrees. Why aren't you? What? And then we realized, (laughs) oh, because there are no sidewalks that go the direction you want to go. So we were like, have you ever seen L.A. Story? Uh, Steve Martin. It's perfect. I think the most quintessential spot on scene is that he walks out the front door, gets in his car, drives to his neighbor's house. One door down. Anybody that asks, like, what was L.A. like? I'm like, there's only one movie and it's L.A. Story by (laughs) Steve Martin. That's exactly what it's like. It's mm-hmm. it's not a joke. That's just how it is. Still stands up. Yeah. I watched it maybe a year ago, and I was like, "Yep, yep. a lot of this still hits." That's still pretty true. The whole when everybody's ordering decaf cappuccinos, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. The, it would take an hour to order." At and then I forgot about the like the road rage 
scene where he's like, oh, it's open season on the 405. And he just pull, everybody pulls out a gun and just starts shooting at each other. On the freeway. See, what's funny about like, that is that I'm like, mm, that's more Chicago now. Right. But right. not as bad as. But I guess think. there was a time. There was a know, time. There was a time in L.A. where everyone was just like shooting at each other. I've seen I've seen people throwing like when you because in in Chicago, if you get off of the wrong neighborhood, you can easily find yourself, you know, know where you need to go and. It really isn't that bad. Chicago's what the ninth safest city in the world in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of and I'm really only saying this for the podcast so that people can stop saying it because like we're getting a little tired of it because Fox News <laughs> and the Trump universe has decided that in the multiverse of the world where the, where this Trump verse exists, that Chicago right. is this hellscape where it's right, just like yeah. everybody's shooting everybody. Everybody's parents are setting their kids on yes. fire. You can't drive anywhere. It's black on black crime. crime. It's like, don't say yeah, that. Also what? And so, no, <laughs> that's not what it's like in Chicago, but we are going to continue saying it because anyone who believes it, we don't want you here anyway. So as far as right. I'm concerned, Oh, it's a hellscape, man. I can't even go outside. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, but like, <laughs> uh, I never, you know, whenever you get lost in Chicago, you can, it's a, you can find your, your way back. Uh, LA. Mm, before GPS, mm-hmm. uh, whew, I don't even, I can't even imagine what that would have been like for me. It's my, I, I grew up here and yeah, I had a freaking Thomas guide in my car and you know, yeah, you'd have to be like, okay, you got to get on the, on the, we're going to take the one to the, <laughs> to the 10, 10, to the 105, to, to the, the 101, to the 105, to the, <laughs> we're on the 605. Yeah. There's a 605. It's been here the whole time. <laughs> it's over the 405. I've never looked All up. I know is where the 10, the 210 and the five meet in San Dimas, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Having been to San Dimas many times. I, uh, so yeah, because I'm from Iowa and I'm an idiot, I was like, oh, fucking got to go to Laguna beach. I got to check out, uh, you know, San Dimas. I got to go see where Bill and Ted was, you know, and none of it was filmed there. So whatever. Right. So I was like, oh, this is it? Okay, cool. I mean, there's a counter there, I think. I don't remember. Maybe there was a counter there. Maybe there was an uh, Astro Bird. I don't remember. Uh, and right. so I went to Laguna Beach, and I had friends that were from Laguna Beach. And like just talking to them, that's where the Chad character came from, was me making fun of like Alex Winter doing San Dimas teenager mixed with Laguna right. Beach teenagers that I know that... Because, you know, they all sort of sound like this. Like, it's not like a real accent because nobody really... Yeah sounds like that they just do this i don't know why because like have you seen those two guys who go to like um they go to like uh you know uh city council meetings oh yeah they're like we're super bummed that yeah know. that's that's but the yeah. that's where the chad character came from because i <laughs> so when chris was like hey i want you to do this chad thing once a week i started remember i started thinking about like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I still think is one of the the finest movies ever made. And I'll stand by. I love the trilogy. Like, all of it is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the first one is one of those movies where if you go back and rewatch and just take it in, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it's... Oh, my God. So, it's the, the funniest part in that movie, sidebar, I think, the funniest <laughs> part in that movie is when they land... This is how good this movie is, Well, They land... <laughs> Their time machine in the back of of Bill's That's... new mom's play. Missy's doing. Missy. She's doing yard work, and all right. the the historical figures come out, and they have to pretend that they aren't who they are, like as right. if she would know or believe them. <laughs> and the way they do it is just casually like make up names. They're like, ah, uh, this is Herman the kid. Bob Genghis Khan, Socrates <laughs> Johnson, 
And, <laughs> oh, so great it's job. so good because I'm like, <laughs> like that Matt Herman the kid. Like, oh, it's Herman the kid. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right. And then she, and, and you've also got George Carlin, who's just like the the great, you know, greatest, greatest comedians of all time, just playing a straight man. Yeah time traveler named rufus. rufus oh yeah what does rufus do ah he he doesn't do much but he just makes sure right. that they remember what they he basically just reminds them what they're doing like he's right. their ra that just shows up it's like hey guys you don't want to do that anyway back yeah. to class yeah here's your time machine yeah have fun and then uh oh man uh, uh so alex winter and and keanu reeves doing their presentation at the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is every Green Mill Chad the Bird piece. Cause I'm like, oh, just do it. Bill and Ted trying to do a history report uh, about whatever the news story is. So it's a lot of Chad being like, yeah, okay. So a lot of people are gonna tell you that, um, you know, that the, 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 the fact that it's 110 in Texas is normal. Turns out that's bogus. It's not normal. <laughs> And here's why. And so that's like every every week. Um, I, I I gotta send. You, I just recently wrote a sketch that is Bill and Ted and Thomas Jefferson. Excellent. And they're basically like a lot of people have been talking about you know the Constitution recently and like what is constitutional. So we thought, why not bring one of the founding fathers who wrote the thing to find out what his take is on the matters <laughs> at hand. And he's just and horribly of course, Thomas racist Jefferson is terrible. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, uh, uh, the, you, ma'am, like, why are your shoulders exposed? And like, where's your chaperone? You know? <laughs> why, why is your slave telling you what to do? Like, he's exactly. my boss. No, at one part, they're like, just so you know, slavery was abolished in 1865. Before you say anything like horribly racist. <laughs> and he, Thomas Jefferson's like, great, great. Cool. Good cool. to know. Good Thank to, you hey, cool. Letting, no, cool. I love it. I want very to happy. It. I want very it. happy for them. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the whole Chad thing is that it's like a little mix of like a '90s '90s surfer stoner, because that that was like the ultimate uh, intelligence level when we were in high school. Mm -hmm. Was like these guys understood time travel because they were yeah. so <laughs> not interested in everything else that they could wrap their minds around this impossible concept. Like these, they yeah. they not only did they get it, they rocked it. And yeah. and in the end, once they, once they started getting into like, oh, we got to put this thing here later. That shit oh, was like excellent. <laughs> excellent. Uh, all so three of those movies are fantastic. I when when yeah. the third one came out in face the music, face the music. I oh, I cried. Uh, I still cry uh, at the end yeah. of that movie when they asked their dads <laughs> to come on stage and they rock out. And I was like, one last ride of the Wild Stallions. This is such a specific thing going on that a very specific generation of Americans will understand. Because yeah. Bill and Ted was a phenomenon when that came out. Yeah. It was supposed oh, yeah. to, it's just like Ace Ventura and all that stuff. It, they were supposed to just be stupid, one-off stoner comedies. Bill and Ted changed the lexicon. Like, right. every, like how we spoke shifted when that movie yeah. came out. I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't think kids today will understand. They won't. Why would they? Uh, but like, right. also, why does it matter? It's totally different now. But like. Station. 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 Uh, and like, yeah. And then Willie Sadler is deaf as like, this is the, the greatest <laughs> cameo of all time is him as deaf. Uh, and then him showing up and face the music is legendary, I think. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, and then also Noho Hank. Noho Hank from, uh, as Barry, Robot. As, 
is that stole the so movie. god oh god oh my but like god. the scene like when they because like spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen face the music like come on guys seriously the get, when get with when they can't they accidentally kill a bunch of people in one scene and i was sitting there i was like oh damn they just killed a bunch of guys and i was like ah wait that's right they know time death travel. death was in the band and death that's also right time travel i remember they can now. fix that they can fix that <laughs> wrap it up like that's right he and i just remember sitting there in the uh in my apartment because we were on a zoom call a bunch of us watching that movie together and i just we were all just like they they on the little screens were all just like and i was like guys now it's cool death used to be in their band and then you realize <laughs> what their you bass s- player <laughs> he used to don't you remember he played bass <laughs> stand up bass and like and like had his own solo career if you remember from the the credits <laughs> right. from bogus journey and then i was like how much of this series is ingrained in my my mind uh and it yeah i did a whole retrospective with chad on the history of bill and ted's excellent adventure for a youtube video during the pandemic and it was the most fun i've had doing any of this it was like I, that's when I learned that that um, Jane Wheedland from the Go Go's is Joan mm-hmm. of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The woman who wrote oh, um, uh, Vacation, I think that's right. It's Vacation. Uh, she were mm-hmm. it was either Vacation. Uh, yeah, I think it's Vacation. That the uh, I could Google it, but you can as well. But yeah, right, right. Wheedland wrote. She you know from the Go Go's lead singer, um, yeah. and uh, a, a guitarist I think too. But like. She's also, she's not just Joan of Arc. She's also the singing telegram girl from Clue. Oh my God. And that was like. I literally just watched Clue yeah. uh, five days ago. Excellent. And because I'm directing it nice. at uh, Culver City High School. Yay. It's all coming together. It's all connected. So, uh, we never yeah, leave so LA. I was just watching that movie. Uh, and, um, yeah, that that very quick cameo of the the singing telegrammer who gets instantly shot. Instantly shot. I'm like, I feel bad. I feel bad for whatever high school kid gets cast in this role. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's the easiest role. Seconds. You just have to tab dance briefly. <laughs> yeah. But know that one of the members of the Go Go's was that character and was Joan of Arc. And then I went on this deep dive into like wow. who played the the little finger wizard moments whenever they would do their little dee dee dees because. Three yeah, separate yeah. guys did it, and they're all from different like metal bands. But in Face the Music, it's Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders is the guitarist that every time they do their little wee wee, it's him. And I was like, that he's a legend. Like he's he is top tier. He's probably the best guitar player in the world right now. And you yeah. call this guy up, is like, hey, do you want to do like a little burn? He's like, oh yeah, hell yeah, man, for Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted yes. Yeah. Man. Well, that's anything. And that comes down to like the Weird Al thing where it's like you get all these legendary performers that anyone would do anything for. And then there's people like Weird Al. And then there's novelty acts like Bill and Ted that anyone, anyone would do this for free. Yeah, would just bend over just to be a part of it. Yeah. And I think that's that's the true history of, of like American pop culture. It's like, yeah, but like Dr. Demento and like how many people would how many big like platinum recording artists would do anything to be on a weird owl album you know yeah so it's almost here the nick's anniversary sale starts this thursday may 9th at knix.com celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of nix's biggest sales of the year Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I just watched um, uh, Bullet Train. Oh yeah, and it's and it kind of suffers from that mentality of like people. It just anyone will be in this Brad Pitt led movie, but it's not that good. Yeah. Like the script swing. There's a bunch of swing and miss jokes. Just like big old whiffs in it, and it's like guys should have spent a little more time on. Well, like, I also think that that's up. what happens when you do high profile people like that. Is that it stops being mm-hmm. funny because you're like, well, yeah. but you're Brad Pitt though. Like it's funny when you're a cameo and you show up and you're like, "Oh, Brad Pitt's here! Ah, he's great." Brad Pitt, and he's Pitt. like, "My dad's a weatherman." Yeah, like that's why you're so handsome. God, that was so, yeah, fine, so fun. great. Get in there, like <laughs> him showing up in like like all of the the because like we those of us who grew up with Brad Pitt, obviously, like we remember him from like twelve On the same block from yeah. yeah yeah man. He's just Brad from the block, man. Yeah, dude. Just hanging out. Just play stickball together. <laughs> we used to get taquitos at Seven Eleven with him and just hang out, man. He was crazy talking about the dream. Yeah. But yeah, no, he, um, cause he was like, it was like 12 monkeys. Like he, he started out as a character actor and then became like a heartthrob. And it's weird to go the reverse yeah. now. Cause you're like, mm, no, you're too pretty. Don't stop it. Come on. I tried. I just like how I, I, I just always notice now when he's eating and cause every scene he's eating, that's like his go-to acting move in, in any role is like, can I just be eating an apple in the scene? Like, the amount of scenes where Brad Pitt is eating an apple <laughs> is, you know, because I'm absurd. hungry. That's smart. That's but that's just like character. That's my character choice. Like I just I'm always snacking. 
Um, Brad, do you just want to get lunch? No, 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 no. We got to work. Yeah. We got to go. We no, got to no, wrap no, it up. No. We keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep yeah. I went to. So I feel like this guy is like a sunflower seed guy. You know? <laughs> so like he's just always got a handful of sunflowers. Sure. Seeds. Okay. He's Brad, he's out. a sunflower. He's. Right, I mean, sure, he's Brad. good what? at what he does. I just think that when you get those kinds of comedies, with the exception of like Clue, because we were talking about Clue, where you have a bunch of big name stars in this movie. Um, which I guess, I mean, they were big then too. So it wasn't like they weren't character actors. I mean, maybe Christopher Lloyd and Michael McKean, but like all the women in that movie are. are, Yeah. Bernadette Peters. uh, Flames. No, uh, Madeline Kahn. Fire. What was that? Madeline Kahn. Um, Was she, she's a Miss White. She's just that one. Oh, flames. It's classic. Fire. Flames on the side of my Uh, face. uh, (laughs) She's, she does these little things in the movie. So my dad went to school with Madeline Kahn. So she's kind of like a legend in our family. Like we, cause uh-huh. like blazing saddles, all that kind of stuff. Also, she's a legend in the right. world. I don't know if you've heard right. of her. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that was a flex. I confuse her with Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> but like her an idiot, she does these little moments in that movie where she'll like, she's her breath stops in her chest. Like she'll try to say something. <laughs> she just kind of go, ah, and it kills me every time. Cause I'm like, yeah, same. On a daily basis, but like oh, those God. kinds of like movies, like Clue, uh, Knives Out is another a good example of like bringing a list actors in and making it funny, and still like you can yeah. get past the fact that all of these people are famous. Uh, but it's right, a tricky right. tightrope. I think the only other one that I can think of right now that I really liked was Get Shorty, because you know you had Travolta, you had Hackman, you had Rene Russo, you had Delroy Lindau, you had James yeah, Gandolfini in that movie, right. Uh, right? And Devito as Devito, and <laughs> give it to me on a. I love that's my yeah. second favorite movie of all time. But like um, Bullet Train didn't let them be characters. They just right. were them. Yeah. It was just Channing Tatum sitting on a train. Right. And I was like, you know. okay. Okay. I mean, it's pretty. Sure. There's a lot of money yeah, behind it. But I always get yeah. wary when those things happen where it's like big name director, big name actors, comedy. I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be Uh-oh. funny. Yeah. Uh, it was, but yeah, man, it was like a B minus yeah. where it was like, there's some really fun parts in here. I don't know. Michael Shannon too. I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but yeah, Michael, well, Michael Shannon, Shannon showing up in a wig. Yeah. Just Michael Shannon in a wig in a Russian accent. I mean, hometown so pride, there. you know, cause, uh, he still lives here. He's still around all the time. He shows up all kinds of wild places. It's funny. Cause he's like, kind of like a Sasquatch in Chicago where everyone's got a Michael Shannon sighting story where they're like, yeah, I, he's, always, he's just always blurry. Yeah. He's moving too fast. <laughs> um uh but yeah that's that's the thing like in in chicago the 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 few of us that actually get like a national platform everybody sees around all the time and and i think it's on purpose i think michael shannon is just like walking around being like i just want to remind you all whose turf you're on this is (laughs) shannon town yeah exactly lots of big eyed stare downs and you're like well i'm not gonna fight you man you're tall he's really tall too i bet and intense. He's very intense. I remember one of my favorite things he's ever done is he did a, a dramatic reading of that oh, the, the sorority yeah, letter. Yeah, it's excellent. And if, you, if anybody who's listening hasn't seen that, please just go Google watch Michael it. Shannon sorority girl, and you're <laughs> welcome. So uh, but yeah, well, Josh, we only have a few minutes left. Boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even really get into a story, but I mean, many stories were told, but um, <laughs> hey, it was a sampler. It was like a flight. Yeah, it was kind of a sizzler. Yes, yeah, tapas. <laughs> we had story tapas for this episode. <laughs> totally out of format. But, uh, 
if if you if there is a a tight you know a tight story that you you have that you want to throw throw down um, um i'd love to 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 get a little story time in uh, so as previously mentioned i went to school in boston uh right. you know and uh you know i'm from iowa i don't really know any better uh and uh i you know didn't i had my first like real drink in college you know never touched anything mm-hmm. until then uh late bloomer late bloomer and then <laughs> went ham and don't remember freshman year at all uh, right. I don't recommend that path. Uh, be, I say start when you're ready. Uh, I just was yeah. like, well, I should probably do this because I'm really uptight. And then right. woke up and, you know, suddenly I'm like uh, bisexual and, and just ex- and I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Oh, this is awesome. What a great weekend. I tried. I tried black tar heroin. And I'm in a polyamorous relationship now. This is such a good time. Uh, so, yeah, no. Uh, but. <laughs> But like college was wild. Uh, the, but the one story I do really actually remember from college, and I can tell you this because I thought this would be kind of fun to to, to give you a little a little um, adventure story that would actually make a very good comedy with a bunch of A-list actors. So my buddy Sam, yeah. who uh, builds cars, that was his thing because he's a he's from like mm-hmm. uh, northern Massachusetts area. So uh, he's from Groton, which is famous for car lots and serial killers. So he builds. Uh, <laughs> cars and I, I to me that's just fascinating because i'm you know i don't know i don't know anything about cars so he he right. he we we went out to a car lo- a car yard and found an old 1986 chevrolet station wagon um, right. and we fix it up kind of three brakes worked so you could change lanes by hitting the brakes and it would swing its ass right. into the oncoming traffic uh, this is all coming from the guy who can't set up the nest. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it all checks out. I didn't do anything. I just held screwdrivers <laughs> yeah, right. and smoked. Yeah. So and, and drunk, drank beer and drank yeah. a lot. Uh, and so now <laughs> we're going to drive to my parents place in 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 Iowa, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive from Boston to Iowa. It's going to be the great American road trip, you know, in the middle <laughs> of school. This is the kind of guy that like yeah. you'd be in the middle of class and I get a text message, which we did have. We didn't have smartphones yet, but we did have text messages. And I get a text message, like, look out the window. And I look out the window of class. And he'd be in the parking lot in a suit with an Audi. Just like, hey, I'm test driving this. You want to go? And I'm like, I'm in class. And he's like, I know. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, you know, I so he's got some Ferris Bueller vibes. He's, to he's, yeah. He was a living Ferris Bueller. Uh, yeah. So we ended up building this car. Uh, we decided to chrome the whole thing because we were insane. And we uh, soldered a Porsche 911 spoiler on the roof. So it looked like... Cool. It, in our minds, we were like, we'll call it the moon doggy. It's a space car. <laughs> to anyone else, it's the Homer car from the Simpsons episode. And it just looked like a nightmare. Uh, and so we drove this 1986 Frankenstein monster car with three brakes that worked from Boston to Des Moines uh, twice. And on the way wow. there the first time, we decided because we were high that we were going to check out Niagara Falls because I've never been to Niagara Falls. I want to check it out. So yeah, I fall asleep yeah. in the back, which we turned into like a little lounge couch, like no seatbelts. It was just like yeah. throw pillows and couch and, you know, and the radio didn't work. We had to have a, a CD player with us. So every time we hit a bump, it would skip. <laughs> greatest, yeah, greatest yeah. road trip ever. So here we are driving through the thing. Meanwhile, any car coming from the oncoming lane was like swerving because it was chrome. So if it was in the middle of the day, it's just this blinding comet coming at you, like like just like a mirrored sunglass just coming right at your face. Just a disco ball. Yeah, and you could just hear it coming too, because as I said, three brakes work. So it was three just breaks, like, yeah. kakaja, 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 like and, and you're blind and you just stop. So like we got there in record time because everyone pulled over. 
Um, so there, I'm passed out in backseat. I wake up, guns, just guns all over us. People in SWAT gear, AKs, all kinds <laughs> of things. And I'm in a Baja and hemp shorts and Birkenstock sandals and blue hair <laughs> and mutton chops, reeking, right, yeah. just reeking. And I get out of the car and I'm like, this is where I die. And so right. Sam and I are like, Ugh. so then they bring us, they, you know, they search the car. They're like, well, do we, we're going to search the car. And we were like, please don't. We just built it. It's held together with duct tape. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take it apart. And we were like, well, maybe they'll put it back together better than we did. So <laughs> they take us into the police station. And uh, I remember, so, so the cops like points at me and he's like, come with me. Again, we don't know where we are. I wake up, two yeah. guns. So cop brings right. me into the back, full on body cavity search. So I have a, an officer getting to meet, know me really well at nine o'clock yeah. in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, you leave and Sam's sitting in the lobby and I'm like, it's your turn. He's like, why? I'm like, ha, 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 you'll see. So then now <laughs> all of that excitement's over. We're sitting in the office of uh, what we assume is the police chief. And he's just like, um, so yeah, like we found a bunch of pot, not much, but you know, a bunch, you guys know it's illegal to bring pot into Canada. Right. And we both yeah. said we're in Canada and you could just see <laughs> the police chief just like you fucking idiots. He's just like, I, I, I think we're going to let you go with a warning uh, because you don't know where you are and you're too stupid to be drug smugglers. And we're like, absolutely. Total idiots here. Have you seen the car we drove here in? Uh, and so I was banned from Canada for two years for this thing. I, did, I, I keep thinking about stay out of my beach community. It's 100%. So, so as we're leaving, uh, <laughs> Sam had a bunch of CDs in the car. He was like, none of us spoke because like the weed has worn off. Our weed was now confiscated. We had just been fingered and left for dead in Canada. We're driving back to the States. Total silence. Sam's like <laughs> rummaging through the CD booklet for those of you who are from, you know, nowadays that's a book of CDs. Look it up. He right. finds one, yeah. puts it in case the, logic. Yeah. Case logic. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, puts it in the CD player, closes it. We get to the border. The border guy just goes, you know, do you have a good time in Canada? And I swear this is a hundred percent true. Sam looks him in the eye and just hits play and it's born in the USA. And he just flipped off the border guard and drove away. And I was like, <laughs> impressive sam but maybe we don't piss off the border security so anyway now now we're into it now we're back in america we're driving back to uh, to iowa it's late we're high we're tired we're swagged over uh yeah. and we're in illinois and we get pulled over by the state police for driving too fast or whatever they said they were like you guys know how fast we were going and sam and i were like probably i don't know and they were the speedometer. We just, we just, we just it's basically, it. it's a post-it note. Uh, it doesn't really <laughs> do anything. So cops, this, it was, so we were just like tired. We were just like, yes, fine, whatever. They're like, do we have to search the vehicle? And Sam was like, not really. And he's like, well, I'm not going to find it. He goes like, I'm not going to find anything in there. Am I? And Sam looks him in the eye and goes, shit, no man, the Canadians took it all. And then the cop <laughs> eyes big goes, what? And he, he's like, yeah, man, we got arrested in Canada for trying to, fucking smoke on the border and the cop was like hang on one second goes back to the squad car another cop comes over and he's just like hey you guys you guys got a minute and it's like 2 a.m on the highway and we're like yeah we're cool and he's like so yeah. we just stole these cigars from the mayor's office and this is illinois and he's like do you, you guys want to you, you smoke a cigar and we're like yeah so now these two state troopers 
are sitting on the hood. That's what I'm thinking. Smoking cigars, (laughs) literally just like, hey, man, tell us the story about the drugs and the Canadians. And it was then that I realized that that is my best story. And out of all the things in my life I've been through, this story got us free cigars uh, on the highway from state troopers at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the end of the movie is us sitting on the roof of this, uh, on the hood of this state trooper car with these two cops talking about can- Canada. Uh, and that um, that was the last time I ever drove uh, from Boston to Des Moines. It could also be the start of the movie. Oh, I love that. Time travel, you know? though. It's going to have to have time. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to meet ourselves from the future in it. So yeah, that's, that's my best story because it's proven because it's good enough to not just get out of a speeding ticket, but to get free cigars from state troopers in Illinois only. This, this movie would be better than bullet train. (laughs) I'll say that, but I don't know if it would be as good as Bill and Ted. No, it's too dark to be better than bullet train. No, Bill and Ted's (laughs) is adorable. It's candy. This has got some real world implications about privileged youth crossing borders with no concepts. Um, but I would see Brad Pitt in it. He'd be the Canadian uh, chief of police, though. Mountie. Yeah, that's his cameo. Uh, but if if I were to pick somebody to play me in the movie, uh, it'd be what's his name? Uh, Eddie Munson from uh, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, from Stranger Things. Uh, Good choice. 100%. Uh, and then for Sam, Kyle McLaughlin. But he has to play a college student. He has to play 22. I would, if I was in it, I would pick G- Gaten Madurazo from Stranger Things. Also great. Play. Oh man, him and Finn Wolfhard, hundred percent, all in yeah. on that. What a good buddy, <laughs> buddy story. It is. It is. We were friends after that. We didn't. It, that. Oh, that is one of the things that I thought was wild about being arrested in Canada, is that the mm. the Canadian police are very polite to you, as opposed yeah. to like boston chicago any any of these cities yeah. i lived in where they're just like uh ready to just beat you down because they're tired and they can right. in canada they were just like oh as long as you guys are still fr-. and remember as we were leaving the chief of police was just like yeah, as long as you guys are still friends i'd say that's a win-win and sam and i are like oh my <laughs> god canada give it a break <laughs> jeez give me a break if you could bend over, sorry about. Yeah, sorry, this, I didn't mean to bend over. <laughs> didn't mean to, I'm going to gently place my two index fingers inside your. Didn't rectum, mean to probe okay, your prostate there, but you know it's my job. <laughs> sorry about. Sorry that. about that. Uh, just hey, and FYI, my dad's a, pro- a proctologist. You're uh, you're doing pretty good. All good in there. Yeah. Didn't find anything. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys want some cheese curds on your way out? That's Wisconsin, but yeah, still would, would get that. that. Wouldn't yeah. say no to it. Some poutine. Oh, so, there you I'll take some. You guys poutine. want some poutine and poppers on my way out of getting arrested <laughs> in Canada? The guy who who does the cavity searches, him offering poutine immediately <laughs> afterwards. Is, uh, oh, it's a good joke, right? Gross. Yeah, it's a yeah, hilarious right? joke, man. So yeah. good, savvy, bud, savvy. Uh, which is why Letterkenny is still my favorite show because I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's this thing's right in itself. That's how it is, man. Movie, Jared Kiso's gonna be in it. Done. It's ah, oh, gonna be next level. All right. Uh, well, hopefully, no. Uh, if there is a movie producer listening. Hit me up. You know, I'm all in on yeah. selling that story. You will not hurt my feet. I will I, take my cut and run. I would like a story credit, story by credit. Well, you're gonna we're That's gonna cool. co-write this. Okay, because cool, cool. uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't I don't want to go with that one alone. I'll get I'll get like I'll get too into it. I'll shamal <laughs> on it. I'll be too into my own thing. I won't listen to anybody, and it'll just it'll go off the rails. No, I need some. I need an editor the whole time. What the? Fuck? I need an editor Why in the room that? going, "Hey man, maybe stop smoking pot while you're writing. Hey man, don't tell me what to do." <laughs> Trevor, fuck you. <laughs> Kick your ass.
Um, well, Josh, that's all the time we got, but thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for, for having me. This was such a delightful hour hanging out with oh, you. It's a, so. uh, always a pleasure, man. Uh, I, yeah, always here to talk for too long. <laughs> Well, that about does it for this week's episode of Hashtag Storytime. Thanks again to Josh for hopping on the pod. Make sure to head down to the description for those sweet, sweet links. Take a second to hit subscribe if you haven't yet so you don't miss next week's episode. We have a tasty one coming at you from Corbett Pasco. And this tiny woman just leans into the button and goes, and I'm please know I am not exaggerating this voice because <laughs> this is what the entire train heard. At last. Christ is dead and Satan can rule. <laughs> oh my God. Give us a call at the Storytime Hotline, 323-741-1873, and tell us your story to be featured on an upcoming Listener Tales episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot, and I literally read every single one of them. No lie. Hashtag Storytime is produced by iHeartRadio and Curativity Productions, hosted by Will McFadden. Sound designed by Tony Maddox. Written by Will McFadden and Jason Shapiro. Produced by Jason Shapiro and Daniela Mora. Theme song by Scott Simons. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.